This is your girl, Sada Star, coming to you with another episode of A Day in the Life of the Alpha Woman, the official podcast of the Easy Breezy Life Community. Before I jump into today's topic, if this is your first time joining us, the Easy Breezy Life is a community of strong-willed women who understand that it can be so challenging to manage faith, family, life, and pursue our goals. Well, here at the Easy Breezy Life, you're going to find a community of like-minded women who are just as fierce, focused, and fired up as you are. It's also important that I let you know that everything we share on this platform is for education and entertainment purposes only. Because we believe that the Easy Breezy Life is a group project, we want you to seek out professional help in every way, shape, or form that you might need it. We are going to take a brief break, and we'll be back with this week's episode. Hello, my loves. It is another Monday here at the Easy Breezy Life, and it is time for another one of our girl chat conversations. Um, on a good note, I recently started teaching a course, and we had our first in-person class. It was just so refreshing to be around students, to be around the work that I love to do. Um one of my colleagues said to me that I don't seem like a person who could thrive without being on a campus, which is interesting because I would never say that about myself. And then I mentioned it to my husband and he says like, yeah, well, we know things about you that you don't seem to know about yourself, which is weird, right? Um, Because I think I've mentioned on here before how many times I have tried to run from what I perceive to be God's calling on my life when it comes to the realm of education. Um, But also when I'm in that space, I am quite happy, which is weird, right? Like, I think the calling and the fit comes from when the stress of it all is not enough to kill your love and passion for the work or whatever it is that you're doing. So um, I'm in a great mood today because I got to be around and do um, and have discussions about the things that drive my passions. So this being said, let's get into this week's topic, which is safe spaces for brave stories. And the intent of this conversation today is to say, with everything going on, being almost two years into this pandemic, the amount of stress that we're all carrying, especially this community, because you tuning in because you're an alpha woman and are carrying many things, much like myself, um, it is so important that we not bury um, the, the parts of us that don't live up to public people perceptions of being perfect and strong. Let me tell you something. You know, for a really, really long time, um, I was taught, especially coming from an African community, that being strong was carrying secret hurts, wounds, and burdens that you couldn't seem to shake but concealed. And then, like, the community praised you for concealing your mental health issues or concealing your mourning or concealing your loss and doing it so well. Um, not knowing that you're secretly dying on the inside and are truly struggling in your mind. And while they may think that the praise and calling you strong and all these things are helping you, what they're actually doing is giving themselves a cop out for not supporting and having the capacity to support this broken or not so perfect side of you. 
And so I came to a place where, um, in my journey where I no longer want you to look at me and say, wow, you are so strong. Um, no, the, the question is, I see your burden here. What can I do to be Jesus's hands and feet in your life? Right? Because that is the intent of the body. Right. And now I'm talking about us as Christians and who we should seek to be in the lives of other people. Um, over the weekend, I learned that um, Chelsea um, or Chesley Christ, the 2019 winner of the Miss USA pageant and correspondent for Entertainment News um, Extra, died at the age of 30. And this woman jumped from a Manhattan apartment building and leaped to her death. And you are seeing all this praise for her because she was a social justice warrior, beautiful, athletic, a mentor, a colleague, and so impactful to the community and suffering on the inside. I wonder how many people consistently complimented her on how beautiful and strong she was, right? Probably on a daily basis. And now I'm seeing these posts where people are like, oh, be a rainbow in someone's cloud, like these weird quotes that are not helpful once there is loss of life, right? Um, Because especially when it comes to the lives of women of color, black and brown women, the expectation is that you be strong and give it that sojourner truth or Harriet Tubman energy everywhere you show up. And please look fabulous and flawless doing it so that we can all call you strong and not feel guilty for not asking you how you're actually doing. And so I just want to give a moment of silence for this woman whose life is lost Um, But also a moment to reflect and ask ourselves how we are showing up for people around us who appear to have it together, but may also be struggling on the inside. May her soul rest in peace. So this being said, um, I do want to encourage you to seek support in the best way that you can. And I understand that a suicide or a crisis hotline does not fix or address everything, right? That what we really need is a small circle of trusted people who we can turn to when we are in real distress and know that our stories will be honored and know that we will find empathy and know that we will find true support in love word and deed, keyword deed, um, not lip service, and that we know who those people are consistently. There's this wonderful quote by Brene Brown that says um, from her book, Daring Greatly, our stories are not meant for everyone. Hearing them is a privilege, and we should always ask ourselves before we share, Who has earned the right to hear my story? If we have one or two people in our lives who can sit with us and hold space for our shame stories and love us for our strength and struggles, we are incredibly lucky. If we have a friend or small group of friends or family who embraces our imperfections, vulnerabilities, and power and fills us with a sense of belonging, we are incredibly lucky. Powerful, powerful quote. 
that really resonated with me because one of the things that I noticed about myself was that there are not a lot of places where I'm willing to tell my story. There are not a lot of people who I trust to carry the weight of my story. And I do quite a bit of storytelling on here and on the internet so people will get the perception that they know the full breadth of the story when really in all actuality they know the part of the story that I have processed and have generally moved on for from. They don't know, however, um, the story that is currently unfolding and happening, right? And so I only have certain people who I can trust to pray with, carry, and confidentially support me when I am going through. And I think I've been very fortunate through um, the circles that I have with Propel Women, through Easy Breezy Life Contributors, through some of my close friends who are also other married women, to find that. To find places where I'm not your big sis, where I'm not Sada Star, where I am open and my full sarcastic self and they somehow still love me. Um, where I'm my, after 20 minutes of a social gathering, I'm falling asleep on the couch self and they still invite me next time and I'm not sure why. And where I'm just not on. Um, and people need that. We need low maintenance, high support relationships, and to also be that for other people, right? Understanding that the expectation is that this relationship is reciprocal, um, where we can just be vulnerable. It's exhausting to constantly have to be on for people. It is also exhausting as someone who is a receiver of a lot of confidential stories to constantly be um, pulled on and expected to support and there be no support in return. This being said, I want to talk to you today about some ways to know whether or not you are in a safe space to share your brave story. Things we want to ask ourselves before we decide whether or not the person on the opposite end deserves to hear our story. Are they the type of person who knows how to hold the secrets of others? For example, when you look at their social circle, do you know all the shame stories and deep hurts of their friend group? If you do, you can bet that one day, one day, one situation, one circumstance, that friend group is also going to know the depth of your shame story. This is not a safe person and not a safe space to share the depths of what you're going through. The next thing is, Is this a person who blurts out other people's personal struggles and triumphs when they go through something? Or are they a person who can still respect confidentiality when they have been ticked off or pissed off? Right? Because sometimes it's not who we are in our best days. It's who we are in our worst days that can make or break. And we're not asking people to be licensed therapists and swear to oaths. But what we're saying is, can I trust you? with my story. The other thing is, can they really support you with the empathy and love and word indeed? And I want to give you some examples because I've observed that this is probably the biggest area where people are lacking the most that I'm always acting like, what? So um, due to our story with infant loss, there are people who may reach out to me and mention a story about like miscarriage or something like that. Well, the first thing I do when someone tells me, about some kind of losses. One, I reach out, right? Like you're going to reach out and say, you know, I hope you're well. But then the next thing is, 
there needs to be some physical demonstration of concern. And I think in this world of, I don't know, superficiality, this is a science or an art that is lost onto people. I can't tell you how comforting it is for someone to bring a meal, send a meal, send flowers, send a basket, just anything that says, hey, I'm thinking of you. And we do such a poor job at doing that, right? As showing up for people and supporting them beyond just idle words um, that we have started to think that relationships are cultivated via text and chat. And that's not true. This is why you have people who have tons of followers and still feel lonely because they are craving human connection and think that their followers or social media fans can give it to them when in actuality that will never replace a real human reciprocal relationship where someone loves you and actually shows up in word and deed. So if you have people who show up for you in word and deed, you're extremely, extremely, extremely lucky. These are people to be cherished, to be loved, and they're also people who you should be making an effort when you're not in your down season to show up for. The next thing is, you know, is this person someone who can be a root right? Is this person someone who can give you sound feedback, who knows how to just listen sometimes, but then at the end of the day is going to help you get out of this slump and understanding that getting out of whatever you're dealing with looks different for all of us and doing it in a way that honors you and your identity, not in a way that they think it should look. So those are my thoughts and reflections on that today. I want you to think about your circle and think about, do I have one or two people who do that? If you do, you're blessed. And that's really all you need, right? Um, And if you don't, you seriously have to evaluate who you're giving time to. Now, I saw someone mention something on social media the other day of saying like, well, I don't cut off my friends if they don't check on me. Well, here's the thing, right? Um, And they said something like, well, we're all going through things. Yes, yes, we are. But if I'm expected as your friend to consistently support you as you go through things, um, that I'm going to expect at some point that you are able to do that. If not, then it's ministry. Okay. And the thing about ministry is that I don't have an expectation of readers and listeners to give me reciprocal support because I have decided as easy breezy life that I am supporting people in ministry. But my deep, intimate, close friendships, I'm going to need you to pray with me in the garden and be woke. Now, granted, I think the story of Jesus showed that even in the most dire circumstances, your closest friends may not be able to support you and you should forgive them. Um, But the truth of the matter is that you cannot be consistently be surrounded by people who are constant takers and not pouring back. If not, your jar will be empty. You will feel isolated and lonely and you will feel like you're constantly pouring and pouring and people are not able to fill that tap back up. Okay, so um, I am hoping that if you have not been able to identify at least one or two people who you can go to and pour your heart out with in confidentiality and know that it's not going to become, quote unquote, uh, the talk for their next prayer circle, a.k.a. gossip session um, (laughs) without your permission, then girl, 
I, I hope, I, I pray and hope for that for you. At the same time, we're also living in a time which thanks to the Affordable Care Act, we have access to therapy services. Um, are you insured? You know, does your insurance offer therapy services? If not, can you look into Talkspace? Um, if not, can you look for a space like a Propel Women group? I cannot tell you how my Propel Women um, spaces have been so helpful to me. They, they just, they ease my soul. They, they are a protected, safe spaces for me. And um, I, I, am, I am want to encourage you to not only find that in a therapist, but to also find that within your spirituality. And if you can, um, that added bonus of having it in your most intimate relationships. I love you. God bless you. And I shall see you. Well, hear from you or vice versa next week at a day in the life of the alpha woman.